we talk about asking the universe for stuff. The universe is asking of us, if anything. It's Mm -hmm. saying, please go have these experiences. I want them. I want, you know, the universe is just energy and space, but it gets to experience itself through us, through our emotions, through our physical sensations, through the realizations of our dreams and the whole journey that we take, the ups and the downs of it. Hey everybody, welcome to Lauren Out Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. I have Bob Doyle with me today. How are you, Bob? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Thanks for being on the show. Sure. So Bob is a man of many wonders. He's a speaker, a coach, a trainer. He's been featured in the film and book, The Secret, which a lot of people are familiar with. We're going to talk a lot about that today, the law of attraction. He's kind of an expert in that area. Um, and we're going to talk about rewiring the brain. What does that mean? So I would love if you could just give a brief intro on who you are, where you came from, and how you got into this whole world of law of attraction. See, but see, you said brief, and then oh. you asked for all of those things. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Take as much time as you want. <laughs> well, no, God, don't say that. Don't say that. Trust me. Uh, but I'll try and give you the nuts and bolts here. You know, so so I had never set forth in my life to be in personal development or help anybody in any way, really. I always knew I wanted to be in broadcasting and just be a goofball and do voices and characters and just, you know, entertain. That's, I always knew that's what I wanted to do. But then I did it for seven years and it wasn't, it didn't turn out to be the creative outlet that I had hoped my whole life it would be. I mean, it would have been if I had been patient, but I was 22 and wanted to get on with it, right? So I ended up jumping around from career to career trying to find something, you know. I, I was pretty clear I was going to have to be an entrepreneur because I just wasn't a good employee. I just I just didn't like to take creative direction or any of it. It was just like, it's got to be my way or <laughs> so. But I, everything I attempted um, did not work. And so it was in the search for why isn't all of this working that I ended up going down sort of the metaphysical path and learning things like, wealth consciousness and visualization. I I had heard of these things. It wasn't like it's a brand new thing, but this was a whole new level of exploration. Like maybe the answer to my problems is here. So I got really turned on by this whole idea that we could create our reality and how that might work. And to make a really long story short, I finally got led to the information I needed to have my own aha moment around the law of attraction so that I could understand that it wasn't just this sort of woo-woo idea, but there was some science behind it and I could understand my place in it and how I had, you know, created my current circumstance at that time as much as I didn't like it. Because once I was able to take responsibility for it and change sort of my inner thinking, then I was able to get different external results. And when I did, I got very excited and that's when I created my first law of attraction program called wealth beyond reason well that thing grew into a monster over the next three years as i changed sort of who i was in this whole conversation of this career of mine was i going to just facilitate other people's information or did i want to be more of a conduit and i decided i wanted to be more of a conduit and so that's when all these downloads happened you know and just that's when the program got huge and then that is when Rhonda Byrne, who created the secret found me because i was one of the major you know, people having the conversation in the law of attraction space out there. And I had my own particular unique point of view. So then the secret happened, obviously a big deal for me and everyone in it. It, it introduced the law of attraction to millions of people who had not heard it before, but with that came a lot of resistance, obviously what I didn't attract this. So the conversation that I was having with the world changed a good bit. 
from just, hey, isn't this all great? And here's how it works to, you know, arguing. And I, I never argued, but it was like dealing with people's arguments about it. Yeah, but what about this? What about that? What about this? And this whole thing was everybody had this different take on the law of attraction. So you mentioned rewiring your brain. What I do now, instead of trying to teach people the ins and outs of the law of attraction, how great it is and the vibration and all of that, I've changed the whole conversation so that I can actually help people transform because that's why they're ostensibly going to the law of attraction anyway, to change their lives. But they're getting so stuck on how do I make this work? And it's not working. My vision board, how long should, what if I have a negative thought? All of those things that they're not defining who it is they need to be in the world to have the things that they want to attract. And so my work now is about helping you create a brain that will sustain the behavior you need to have in order to effortlessly, if you will, not without action, but you know, it will be part of your autopilot behavior to attract the things you want in your life. In other words, let the law of attraction do its freaking thing mm. and stop getting all tangled up in it with your, yeah, but I don't know, because that it impacts how you behave and the results you get. So that in a nutshell is sort of the career path. I, I was very excited about the law of attraction and thought for sure that if everybody understood it the same way I did, if they had the same ahas, then they'd clearly get it and start having results. And that just wasn't the case. And then I learned that I was pretty much kind of part of the problem with all these, all this information, mm -hmm. but it could be so simple. And the simple message now is you can change your brain. That's it. Mm. Wow. Super cool. Where do we take this? I mean, so I always use that term on here and I am super woo and I believe in all of it. But for those that don't, and of course we're human, there's, it's normal to be skeptical at times. Um, can we talk more about the science aspect? Because when I'm hearing you say like rewiring of the brain, that sounds more scientific versus just like think about something and it's going to come into your life, right? Yes. So right. What is that? Well, like? Yeah. So yeah. Neuroplasticity is just our ability to change our brain. And no one is debating that anymore. We used to think that your brain kind of stopped changing, you know, early in life at some point, but clearly that's not the case. We can at any age learn a new language, learn a new skill. We can completely change our wiring if we do what it takes to change your wiring, which is to send it new information on an ongoing basis. So when we were born, our brains are wide open. We have no ability to assess information. We're not evaluating anything. We're just saying yes to it all, right? And if our parents have limiting beliefs about money or what's possible for them or any of that, or if our teachers do, or any of the people inputting the information have those things, then of course, we're just going to say yes to those. And that becomes the fabric of our truth and the lens through which we see the world. Is it true? No. It's not true. It's just their opinions, their beliefs limiting, whereas other people have different beliefs and don't have those limitations and go through life in a completely different way. We all have the brain that's ready to go, okay, well, so what's true here? And based on what we send it on an ongoing basis and, and the acceptance of it, we become wired, literally wired with these neural pathways that support this. And so every time we have a thought, we have an experience, we reference that moment with everything that we've ever experienced and all the meaning we have ever made. And that's when we create our experience of reality is in that moment, when we give that moment, moment meaning, which is all based on our wiring. But because our wiring and our truth, it, it drives our action, the action we will take, the action we will not take when it comes to pursuing our goals. If we have beliefs that it's just not gonna happen for us or that it's too hard, whatever our beliefs are, however we rationalize not following our dreams, that's all just wiring and it's wiring that can be changed. 
But the idea that we can just change our wiring in a week or we put up a vision board and then that's going to change us who we fundamentally need to be. That's why people get frustrated because transformation is a biological thing. Your brain must change in order to support a lasting transformation. We can all get a little jolt of, hey, better behavior for a while, but unless it's permanently wired, it won't stick. So if you don't like the results that you're getting in your life, you have to acknowledge that it's based on your behavior, which is driven by the meaning you make from your wiring. So we go back and we find the wiring that isn't serving you. We replace it with wiring that would be much more empowering, put you in much better uh, direction. And we just start the process of replacing it, which takes time, but it can be done. Cool. So is that oftentimes, you know, from child experience or something that happened early on in your life, is that often where you find people you have to go back and kind of rewire that Yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we have to go back and relive or any of that. It's not that kind of work. But we can if we can at least acknowledge that it's not true. It's just wiring. If we can just say, oh, okay, I know where I got that. We don't need to go any deeper than that. Sure. We don't have to pull up all this stuff around. it. We just go, okay, that's where it got. That's where it got in there. But I can look out in the world and see that it's not universally true that money is hard to come by, for an example, because it's really easy for those people and those people. They're taking different action than me. So what, is, what are some of the qualities of the action they're taking that I am not? Oh, they get up earlier or they take care of themselves or they do what they say they're going to do. Whatever it is, behavioral differences between the person who is living the life you want and who you're not. That is a good starting point for looking at your own behavior and going, okay, so what do I need to let go of in terms of behavior that I've been justifying? Mm-hmm. And that may, that may mean letting go of a ton of stories that justify that behavior that, uh, you know, all of that. What am I willing to give up so that I can have this or be that? Mm -hmm. Because you will have to give up a bunch of stories. Yeah. And that's a good point because I think a lot of people think like, oh, I have to like do something. I mean, you do, you do have to work hard. I I talked about this before in a law of attraction episode I did. Like you can't just sit here and be like, I want a million dollars. Like you also do have to, I do believe in like the belief process and not having doubt and having certain truths, but I also feel like you have to do work. You, You can't just like lay in bed all day. But, um, I feel like, um, oh, I kind of like lost my train of thought, but I, I just. Let me, well, let me, I can speak to that. I want to speak to okay. that whole okay. thing about, you know, the, you know, that there has to be action and all of that. And okay. I think a lot of times some of the people who are very excited about the law of attraction, they don't want to hear that part. They mm. want it to be a little bit more magical. Mm. But because, but the, the thing is, is they're going through this paradigm of them asking the universe for something. And they just want the universe to deliver it to them as if you are separate. Mm. You're not. You are a part of the universe. You are a physical extension of the universe. And your life is a gift from the universe. And here's another gift it gave you, a passion, a vision, something that excites you. Not only that, it gave you a brain which can be wired and programmed to support any learning you need to do to be able to go for and get that thing. You're born with it. The only thing that stops you is the stories that you mess up the wiring for a while. But if you've got that desire in you, believe me, it's there for a reason. We talk about asking the universe for stuff. The universe is asking of us, if anything. It's Mm -hmm. saying, please go have these experiences. I want them. I want, you know, the universe is just energy and space, but it gets to experience itself through us, through our emotions, through our physical sensations, through the realizations of our dreams and the whole journey that we take, the ups and the downs of it. This is our life is about that experience of living each and every day. It's not just about that end goal, but that vision pulls you through the adventure of life. Yeah, I love that. And 
I also think the letting go thing is interesting because it, you don't always have to go, go and get more. Sometimes you do. You have to do the work and meet people and have a meeting and it turns into something you wanted. Or what about all the blockers though? There might be all these beliefs, things in your life that you're putting into your body, whatever it could be. Um, letting go of things can really open up. You know, everyone's heard one door closes, another door opens, but like I think a lot of us looking back, you look at things that didn't work out. I'm sure glad a lot of things didn't work out for me or I wouldn't have met my husband. You know what I mean? Or just oh, yeah. whatever the example is. But yes, the whole it's all divine idea for yeah. sure. Yeah. So letting go is interesting. I like that concept of like looking in your life, like what, what might you let go of that is actually blocking you perhaps. Right. And, and but, but people are sometimes the, the problem people have with letting go is they haven't come up with what is it's going to what is going to be its replacement. Uh, what the, okay. the, the, the extent to which we define who we are in the world by our stories, for example, let's say we're talking about letting go of stories which are tied to these beliefs and so on. If we let go of those, we have used those stories to define us for our lifetimes. And it's an, it validates why we aren't where we want to be. Well, because she did that or they did that or the economy or the recession or COVID or whatever. It's all this stuff it validates that but if we cling to those stories then obviously we're not ever going to give ourselves permission to move away from them but if we off if we let go of those stories then who are we and if you haven't thought of that then it gets scary to give up the old stories because you haven't thought of how great it's how far greater it's going to be in in with another life with another set of belief systems with different wiring different action different results mm -hmm. you just don't like you know this so you've got to be able to create a vision for yourself that is non-negotiable and super inspiring. Mm -hmm. One of the main reasons people fail on this is because it's completely negotiable to them. They say they want it with all their hearts, but when it comes, when it gets down to the discomfort part of it, which is essential that you move through that, that's how growth happens in every aspect of life. This is not new to personal development, but when you've learned to walk, you fell down a lot of times, you made a lot of mistakes talking and learn all the stuff, mistakes, it's part of it. Mm -hmm. But somehow when it's like we get knocked down a few times in our journey for personal development, we go, okay, okay, the universe obviously doesn't want it for us. Sure. Oh, my God. That's a good, yeah, good point, too. It's uncomfortable. But I think, yeah, I would say even for me, humbly, just like in relationships was an area I really struggled. And then I realized once I came really vulnerable and went through the loneliness, through the super hard times that I avoided before, then I found the love of my life. And again, I'm not saying it's just that easy all the time, but like, Every other time I never did that, I just went into another relationship super fast, right? I replaced it. Yes. So it's interesting really to sit in vulnerability and sit in your fear, sit in this discomfort, and some cool stuff can really happen. If you realize that it is just the thing that you're going to move through and that you're not going to get stuck there forever just yeah. because you think about it, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't fully, pro your body needs to process some stuff. And we do hold on to a lot of trauma in our bodies, things that happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I'm working with people, it's all, there's a lot of tools for that kind of stuff because there's stuff stuck in your body and so on and so forth. So I do a lot of breath work and EFT tapping and all kinds of stuff to move that stuff along. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's just really about getting clear on what vision excites you, like really excites you. Like you see who, how much, how much enjoyment you're going to have in the world, how much value you're going to put out in the world. It's, it's where it's going to, you're going to want to wake up in the morning, all of those things. And it can take people a while to get there. Yeah. People can get frustrated with just, well, I can't even, but you just have to start. You think a little bigger, it's like a muscle. You just stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, comfort zone, comfort zone. And, but the good news is, 
that you get to do that with your imagination. It costs you nothing. Mm -hmm. And you can do it as much time as you have on your uh, mind. So instead of using your time worrying about things that might happen, getting stuck in autopilot behavior and responses and stresses and all those old patterns that you know are getting you stuck. Instead, use that time to, to imagine something outrageous for yourself, something outrageously awesome where you are being the most empowered version of yourself. You are putting out maximum value. You are having maximum fun. And everybody around you at that point is the right people. You've attracted your tribe. You don't have to make apologies for any of your decisions or what you want in your life because you started this process of rewiring one step at a time you changed a little behavior, a little behavior, a little behavior. You expanded, you visualized, you practiced, you rehearsed, you went out, you had feedback. You took five steps back and go, oh my God, that sucked. But I'm But now I've learned not to do these things or to do these things. And you just keep going until you get there. Mm -hmm. Love that. And too. then you've gotten there. Yeah. And it takes practice for sure. But that's why we're here is to have that journey. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason that it feels tough is because we've coasted through our transformations and we have transformed, you know, throughout our life. We've changed who we are, fundamental things, belief systems, things that we would stand for back then that we wouldn't. Mm -hmm. now, you know, we change, but it's mostly we coast through it. We're letting the circumstances of the world dictate changes in behavior. We that's learn true. new things. We slowly develop new attitudes and opinions and, you know, slowly. So we don't feel it quite as much. What we're talking about doing is no, I want change right now as fi as efficiently as possible. So which means I'm going to bring up this outrageous vision. It's going to seem outrageous to me now. And of course, all my wiring it's, that it, it has defined my truth is going to say, that's a bunch of garbage. What are you even doing right now? Right. Of course, that's going to happen. And I need everybody to know that that is normal and natural. And of course, wh what else would you expect? What else would you expect? Do you so call that you your ego? Would you call that your ego stepping in and being like doubting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Your sense of identity says, mm -hmm. this is not who you are. And you go, not so far, but this starting today, this is, and this is how it's going to look. And you run it in your imagination with full feeling, all the law of attraction stuff, mm -hmm. right? Full feeling, full emotion, as vividly as you possibly get all the senses involved. Mm -hmm. And it's not just so you'll move into energetic vibration, ali vibrational alignment. It is because when you do that, you will, you will activate that the the neurogenesis the growing of new neural pathways you will be chemically in the right state your subconscious doesn't really even understand you're not actually doing it the more feeling you get and so you're actually create you're starting the rewiring process in your brain which will support that behavior out in the quote unquote real world when you run into those familiar triggers and the autopilot responses because now you've rehearsed it dozens of different ways of, of a more empowering way to be yeah and that really helped me too i know that's one of the aspects of law attraction is Imagine it as you already have it. Feel what would you feel if you you know had what you wanted or yeah, I really like that. Um can we just chat about the ego because that's been something that really helped me in my spiritual growth. I back back in the day, read Eckhart Tolle was learning the difference between, you know, ego and like illusion and fear and kind of separating all those things out. Um Ego's used a lot, that word. What does that really mean? Is that all the stories and all the, the kind of just the chatter in our head all the time? Would you consider that ego? It, in the context of the conversation I have with people, it's, it's just our identity, the identity, that our wired identity. Okay. Yes, it's definitely a wired thing. It can change and it's fragile and all of those things. And, it, and it's all about keeping things exactly how they are. Now, it, it doesn't acknowledge that it has changed over the course of time because okay. it's just happened. But if you're telling it, if you're trying to override it 
But again, we can call it the ego. We can call it whatever. But when it comes right down to it, it's biology. It's wiring. We're going counter to everything that we have learned and been conditioned to think is true and believe. And we like to think of ourselves as rational, intelligent people. Why would we tell ourselves and others this lie? But guess what? You're tell- if you have any conversation about why you can't do or be or have something, you're telling yourself a lie already. Mm. So come up with a lie that is empowering. Okay. Why well, this is, uh, this could be deep or not, I guess, go with it where you want. But I always think on a kind of a spiritual plane, like why do we, I guess it's part of our growth. Why do we have an ego? <laughs> like it feels so annoying sometimes. It's like, can't we just be free? Why do we have this thing here that's trying to like program and fit into a box and do all these things and tell us things like, what's the purpose? Well, I think our, our ego slash identity, it's our unique sort of fingerprint in the universe, okay. you know, and again, and, and because of all of the nuances that are us and our uniqueness, we're going to experience the universe in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ski, downhill skiing may feel one way to me. It may feel a different way to you and a different way to a different person, mm-hmm. but exhilarating, still fun, but it has all of its nuances and all of the associations based on the wiring, your identity. Why is this important? Why is this fun? Who does this remind me of? All of those things. So I think that it's there to give you that richness of life, Mm. your identity, the things that make you unique from everybody else, you know, but it's just, it's, so it's not a bad thing. It's just that because of how we as a society and civilization have learned all of this limitation and distrust and all of this stuff, it's just gotten out of control. That's all. It's gotten so protective that it, that we are now scared to grow. Right. And that's a nice segue. I like to ask this of almost every guest I have on, just because I think we're in such a crazy time. I mean, there's always been crazy times in history, but we are in a crazy time. Like you said, fake news, not knowing what to believe, protection, limiting beliefs. Um, you know, we're trying to cling on to one thought because we think that's who we are, whatever we told. It's just, it's nuts out there with all the things that have been going on, especially in the last like two, two and a half years. Um, collectively, like, I mean, what do you, what do you think is going on? Do you feel like it's a chance for us to all really look at our, our singular ego and then like a collective ego? Are we moving out of old paradigms? Like, what do you think is kind of going on and spiritually in, in, you know, that sense? Well, that's a, I know it's intense, but just if you can, I guess. Well, I, I think just like technology, we are evolving spiritually and as human beings at an exponential rate, like we just can't even keep up. And, 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 but one of the things that's happening right now for sure, and it's all about the wiring is that we are so each of us, at least who are, you know, expose ourselves to the internet, social media, all of those things, we are more fragmented up here than ever before. We all know these super short attention spans. We're bombarded by multiple belief systems, all of which have tinges of things that we resonate with. And it's just like, so there is no, it, it is no wonder that people are feeling ADD, that they're feeling scattered, that they can't sleep, that they're worried about stuff, that there's just stress. There's always something to worry about, always something to have an opinion about. It's it's a complete distraction, and they don't focus at all on what's important about themselves. So, yeah, there's an opportunity to, to you know, to freaking wake up and see what's happening, you know, but but will will we do it? It is it's it's become so addictive out there that our brains have changed already our brains have changed already. So it's, it's kind of like, there's no, there's no going back. Hmm. And so, and, and that's, you know, I see with the kids who struggle 
especially in this past couple of generations uh, in school, because the school system is not set up to deal with the brains that they have cultivated ever since they were born with a device. Mm. And it's not. And it's again, you can get upset the parents, but it's the way of the future. Again, it is unavoidable. They're all going to be devices and the brains are going to get rewired. They're going to think differently, organize information differently. And school will not work in its current form with people. And then then they get labeled. And then they have self-confidence issues and they make up all kinds of other lies about themselves and their limitations because everybody's telling them that they have it because they can't fit into this impossible structure, which we created for them. So now as adults, they're totally struggling. They don't have any sense of purpose. They don't know what the hell is going on, you know, because they've they've been labeled as having this and that issue. And oh my God, it's it's crazy. So something's got to give, and it I, it could go in any it could go in any direction right now. Yeah, and I but, do. There are a lot of changes, even specifically with that. I had a gal on that's talking about, you know, uh, different ways of schooling. You know, homeschooling, pod groups. It's just a different looking at it differently, being more conscious what we were doing in the past. It was back in the industrial revolution when they created school the way it is. It's not it doesn't work anymore. No, not at all. And it, and it stopped working back when, when I was in school. Yeah. I mean, that structure, I mean, it, it just wasn't, that's just, it, 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 it takes creativity and yeah. squashes it and compartmentalizes it. It, it, you know, you get in trouble for expressing yourself. Right. It's just a whole freaking mess. It is. But you know? I think like, instead of, you know, it could be like, this isn't working and there's chaos. Okay. What about there's opportunity now to change? That's a, it's a positive. It's just getting yes. there with society is a little tricky, right? <laughs> because it's happening so much faster than even the yes. most enlightened and, you know, today thinkers can yes. can keep up with. Yes. I mean, the kids are creating their own, literally their own languages more than ever before, their own society. It's like we have no freaking clue and we won't. And by the time they're thinking, you know, well, we just own the place, then the next ones will own the place. And so, you know, there's just one of those <laughs> things I've seen as I've gotten older. It's like, well, it's just the way of things, you know, mm-hmm. at some point, we don't know anything anymore yeah you know and and you just have to be okay with it because because you can't fight it with people who do it just looks ridiculous and that's what i think we're, a lot of us are doing though right now society is fighting back and forth. fighting it absolutely we a, are and there's so much yeah. suffering as a result yeah it, that's true but it, it is so fast it is so much i mean i all of us know social media and i am too i'm like laying awake at night thinking about bad stuff that i'm hearing on the news it's just like this is not healthy. And I heard somewhere it's literally talk about science. It's literally affecting our nervous systems. It's not just like, Oh yeah, that's stressful in my head. Like this isn't good. Like our ancestors didn't have things at the tip of our fingers with constant bombardment of information and news. It's just too much. So what are a couple like tips you could offer people (laughs) just for grounding, if you will? Well, okay. So my, so I, I will say this, if like when you're feeling overwhelmed, let's, let's put it that way, because the, if, if the bigger question is how do you get people not to do that? That's like, oh my God, because sure. it's an addiction. Yeah, and, and now you're talking about addictive behavior. And it's not that I don't deal with that in, in the work that I do, but it's just a different level sure. you know, of conversation that you got to really want to blah, 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 and all that stuff. But I think, you know, when I, whenever I feel I was talking before about tool sets and like I said, breath work specifically in EFT. These are two release techniques that kind of help you regain control over mind and body in the moment when the chemistry takes place, because all of this conversation around becoming aware of your autopilot behavior, which is really the first thing I teach people how to do is, is like, what am I even looking for to change? Once they, uh, once they identify that autopilot behavior, I forgot what I was going to say. So see, we yeah. both derailed there. That's okay. well, we have derailment each. Yeah. Well, just kind of how do we 
ground. So, I mean, you can do things. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. So we're overtaken by this chemistry when we have our autopilot responses, because even if we're aware that we're in autopilot mode, our body is also has a memory and it also just automatically launches in when it's triggered. So what can you do in that moment so that you can do this other behavior that you've rehearsed in a visualization or whatever? So one of my favorite things is, is breath work and that and you can be as simple as taking in a breath for like a count of four and then exhaling for you, you could either do a count of eight and just keep doing it like that in for four and out for eight or just in and then breathe out slower than you inhaled mm -hmm. and just keep that cycle going because what that does is it puts your body into the parasympathetic nervous state so you are now in a rest and digest instead of fight or flight which mm -hmm. is what what you are when you're scattered like this and you're probably breathing all weird and all of that so what that does is it it's not about like distracting you or anything there is a physiological thing that is happening where your body and mind just must relax after you do that for a certain amount of time, that allows you to ground, get another sense of perspective on a situation and all those things, because it calms down the body chemistry. Because mm -hmm. when you're at the mercy of that, it's it's just more difficult. Yeah, that's nicely said. This is such a relevant conversation, gosh, for us now and, and selfishly me. I've just been thinking a lot about this topic, so I'm really glad we're talking about it. I know it's a, a vast topic, you know, when I throw that bomb on people and they're like, Oh, there's a lot going on. How do I compress? You know, but I think it's important that we're talking about this because I just know with my friends and myself and I, I literally can't watch the news. And, you know, some people give you crap for that. Like, well, you have to stay informed. I'm like, it's pretty hard not to be informed. I am still very informed, like social media and friends and family, but yeah. I literally feel that I can't take it. And I think that's why you have to go into yourself and look and like, what, what are your bandwidths? What are you feeling? Does it make you feel bad? Take Plus today, I mean, the fact, I mean, we don't know what's oh, informed by uh, informed on what version of the truth. Right. I mean, it's it's truly we, we really just don't know. And and unless you are a change maker out in the world, like you're a if you're going to go do something about it, this is your area of passion. Mm -hmm. Like you've got a stake in it. That's when you watch and get educated sure. or whatever and informed and go. So you know how to take action. Right. But if you're just doing it so you can have an opinion on it. Yes. Stop it. Thank you. you I say that so there's yes. so much more waiting for you to to have uh, I, you know to enjoy your you know, to spend yes. your time to much better feelings you know go freaking explore a passion sure don't I, waste time I, arguing yeah. on something that you nobody knows the truth of that's thank you for saying that I agree with that I keep saying that like unless you're actually going out and doing policy change you're going to go and do something just to spew it out on social media to make yourself feel better. It's not doing anything. And so that's why I don't even post about stuff anymore. And I've gotten crap even for not posting about certain, you know, hot topics in the last couple of years. What are you doing about it? The living in your living room, like typing away, make some change. Yeah. I just, no. yeah. You're here to enjoy your experience of life. And if your destiny, if you following your passion brings you naturally into the path of these sure. events, because it's in alignment with your mission in life, yes. that's great. But if you're sitting at home denying your own vision, mm. denying your own passion, not taking any action towards it, saying no to your life, and then getting upset about how everybody else is living theirs, sure. you got to think about that. That's true. And oftentimes, often, not always, a lot of your um, goals and inspirations and things you want involve other people, which can then add richness to the universe. So it's not always selfish, right? Like maybe your goal is to start a business, you employ other people that adds to their life. So it doesn't always have to be like, you know what I mean? People are thinking, like, oh, you just sit around and do what you want to do in your secret. You're, but think of all the things you yeah. can do to help people too, though, I guess it's, 
not that's that that not, yeah, see, that's that argument's kind of weird unless your goal is just to be a hermit and never interact with people because the sure. way that you spread your gift isn't necessarily through a product you sell them or any sure. way that you, it's just who you are in the world. Mm-hmm. If you are living an authentic and ex- creatively expressed life, that just, people can pick that up yes. and it doesn't even matter if they appreciate what you do. They just appreciate the, the vibe of who you vibration. are. You can be an inspiration by just living selfishly as you want to call it. But yeah. look, we're here. We've got this life. We're go- If we're not enjoying it, if we are rationalizing, not enjoying it for any reason, well, I need to put everybody else instead of me first. Mm-hmm. That's like, man, that's a, that is such a man-made freaking, you know, value mm-hmm. thing. That's all twisted that we learn yeah. somewhere. There's a, there's a balance. There's a, a happy medium. It's not about ignoring other people, but you know what I'm saying? We, we've got this opportunity and so many people just rationalize it away. Right. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And you, that's perfect. What you said. I just think People could see it as selfish, like, oh, you're just going to do what you want to do all the time. Let's know. But like you said, you're putting out then a better vibration, which in- impacts, I think, society or the universe in a positive way. So plus anybody of- coming at you with that argument isn't anywhere near ready for transformation anyway. So there you guys are already on completely different mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. Like there's no purpose in having the conversation with somebody like that. Yeah, there's no point. And that goes with everything we've been talking about, too, just stupid topics in the news. It's <laughs> like if you you're not on the same wavelengths. Of course, you're not going to agree. So why are you spending so much friction and energy and negativity fighting each other when you're never going to see it? Just, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I was going to ask another question that I feel like it's so deep though, but just is whatever you want to say about it. Just we're talking about the science aspect of it, but like the law of attraction, the secret, how does this play a role um, spiritually? Like, what are your beliefs spiritually? We've talked a little bit about the science aspect, which is easier to grasp, but you've talked some of the woo-woo things that I believe in energy. The universe wants things for you. Yeah. Um, what does that well, really mean, though? To so, I, I, so I'm saying if there's anybody wanting anything of anyone, then it's the universe making this request. But I do not, you know, put humanness behind the the universe or anything and Mm -hmm. i don't i do also do not make a separation between spirituality and science because Mm -hmm. it's all energy Mm -hmm. it's all the same thing and i and i've always taken that position but i also know that there are some aspects of the science part that are so unexplained or not fully you know to the extent that people like that they call it Mm woo-woo so it's like so for so again I spent a long time talking about all of this and realizing that it just doesn't make any difference at all because what we're doing is changing our brain. And when we do those behaviors as a result of that, then energetically we're going to be without resistance, without second guessing, without going, come on, law of attraction, where is it? Doing exactly the right things to have the law of attraction work in its most efficient form. And when you get this whole thing about your wiring, and, and, and what's going to happen as a result of you doing this simple thing, which is just learning. It's just learning, just like learning a new language. You're going to try this new thing over and over and over again. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make adjustments. You're going to learn. You know how to learn a new thing. You can also learn to be a new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, at the end of the day, again, just from a human trying to explain this, it just science, spirituality, it's all energy. And it's right. It is. Yeah. And, 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 there's people who get that and embrace it and understand it. Then there's other people who like to say it and don't yeah. really understand right. what it really means. But but it also 
you don't even have to know it or believe it sure. to have this work. Okay. You just do the things, do yeah. the behaviors, your brain will change. Yeah. You don't have to think about energy. You don't have to think about the law of attraction or any of it. You just need to, ha but you do want to use your imagination and visualize and all of these things that we were naturally born with to create. Mm -hmm. This brain is our reality creation machine and we're using such a small, I'm not talking about activating it, but we, the potential that we've got with just what we have access to now, we're underutilizing. We're giving it, we are wiring ourselves every day yeah. with nonstop, unconsciously, subconsciously while we sleep. Unless we override those old patterns of thought that happen automatically and deeply beneath the surface with new ones on an ongoing basis so that they get in there and replace those, then we're not ever going to experience that permanent lasting transformation that we want. All right. I got to continue working at it. Um, <laughs> my last little thing, um, which I think is cool. I've seen a plan in my life. So I'm only going to speak for what I've seen. It'd be interesting to see what you think, but, um, you can, you can do the rewiring and like look at it from like a scientific or this, but then I will say when you do start doing that, some of the, again, fun terms, woo woo, unexplainable things kind of happen though. You start seeing, you know, for me again, synchronicities, things you can't explain running into the person you thought about. And it's this thing that just never happens and it happened and you can't explain it. Things do kind of start to happen like that, at least in my experience. And, and then that, I can't yes. help but feel like, okay, this is the spiritual aspect of it. And I love it. And I don't have to explain it. I just feel it. I'm like, this is so cool. Like recognizing it happening in your life. Yes, absolutely. And see, that's the, that's the part two of it. That is the, when you do your part, the universe does its part. Mm -hmm. It brings you those mm -hmm. situations. It gives you those synchronicities yeah. that then you act upon as this new version of yourself. So we're, it's a dance, you know, well, this is who I'm stepping up to be. And then here's the situation for it to act on. So right. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not to negate that all that sure. cool alignment stuff is happening. It's just the more we try to interfere with it and go, I need it to look this way right. or feel this way. That's what slows it down. Yeah. yeah. It does feel nice though. It sometimes feels a little bit like a little bit of affirmation of like, okay, like the universe has my back or yes. it brings you some get joy. To enjoy. Yeah. Yes. Some joy. You get to enjoy that and go, thank you. This is so cool. This and again, yeah. I, I'm still lit up by the law of attraction. What I was not lit up by was everybody getting bogged down by understanding the ins and outs of it. But when you just do what you need to do so it works automatically, then you get to really truly sit back and have that sense of wonder and go, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I could have never orchestrated no. these events. Yeah. I could have never made this happen, but they were brought to me because I was being exactly who I needed to be. Mm -hmm. oh, that's nicely said. Wow. Cool. Well, as we kind of wrap up, do you want to share anything about what you're doing currently? Is there anything new or, um, you know, any, anything that you want to, well, obviously, you know, share your website and we'll put that in sure. the description of the podcast. Well, just, just to, you know, logically put a cap on this, the way that I, I do help people with this is I have a program called Evolve Your Excellence, where we you know, give you that environment that you need so that the the new messages are there. They're non-negotiable for you. You're you're installing them basically on a daily basis. You've got all the tools to deal with the chemical stuff. You've got the coaching every week. You've got the community support just in case you don't have that. So that's how I work with people. And if people want to learn about that, they can. The best way to learn about that program and also get started in this whole conversation is to take this quiz that I give to people to, to teach them their transformation personality type. And that's that first step of learning what your autopilot behavior is. And that they could go to tptquiz.com 
It takes 60 seconds. It's free. And then they'll they'll know a little something that may, they may not have known before. And then that gives them something to be on the lookout for and go, oh, wait, I'm in my autopilot behavior. What's a better way of being here that's going to get me closer to where I really, truly want to go instead of rationalize why I can't get there? Also, people have different personality types when it comes to that. That's interesting, too. Lots of different traits that I've seen over 20 years. And I'll say this, too. You could take the quiz today and be one type. Take the Uh, quiz tomorrow, be another type. It's not about, like, this is who you are only. The quiz is about saying, giving you the gift of your autopilot behaviors. And that one day you may have answered a question because you felt like in this state, the next day, something else might've triggered you go into this quiz and then you get another one, but it's all good information. If you tested for all of them, if you knew what all the traits were, it's still valuable, but it just hits home a little bit more when you own it for yourself. Yes, I do that. And now you're going to be on the lookout for it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Very cool. Awesome. And then where can people find your website? You have a website and Main site is meetbobdoyle.com and you'll be able to branch to the quiz and the mm-hmm. program and all those other things that I'm up to. All my socials are there. I'm super okay. easy to find on YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. Okay. Really cool. Well, thanks. This is awesome. It was fun to kind of dive in. It, you know, the podcast, the whole thing is, yes, we like talk and overanalyze and over explain. It's a conversation. That's what humans do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is, it's more simple. You just... It's like this patterning, yes. and just aware. It's consciousness. The whole podcast is about consciousness and just being conscious, but then also kind of just letting it play out. And it's, yeah. I don't know. yeah. I don't believe it was ever meant to be complicated. I don't believe we were ever meant to have to study and study and study and study. We were born with the desires. And if no one had stopped us and told us we couldn't do it, we would have just done it. Yeah. And we'd be a whole different species now. That's, that's true. Yeah. Really interesting. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in the universe. And I know I'm just pumped up to continue to keep practicing. So Great. Well, that's the joy. That's the journey of life yeah, is doing journey. that practice. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having yeah, me here. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye.